0: Ready? That. Go. This is the Checkpoint XP podcast. Check out our international radio show and daily podcast
1: at checkpointxp.com. Here are your hosts: Nate Bender, Robbie Landis,
0: Norris Howard, and Joe Sloan.
2: Checkpoint reached.
0: Hey, welcome into the Checkpoint XP podcast on B-Pod Studios, the place to be for podcast discovery. Exclusive, uncensored, and extended conversations from the nationally syndicated crew of the Checkpoint XP radio show. My name's Nate Bender, and I'm joined by Robbie Landis and Chad Callahan. No Joe, no Norris. Norris is actually out vacationing. Mm -hmm. He went back to New York for some reason. Yeah, he took took a long weekend, uh, and Joe actually threw up all over himself today. <laughs> Contracted something. <laughs> yeah, he's gay. he's got some moldness. I have no idea. It seems like a mold. He was problem. coughing. Yeah. Apparently he was coughing. Was he he was coughing. what if he was putting on the fallout helmet and he caught some of the mold? Why would he have put on the fallout helmet? Why does Joe do a lot? You of know things? I need that to drive. <laughs> <laughs> Joe does a lot of things. none of us can explain all right <laughs> so uh welcome into the show and uh, br- uh- we appreciate chad uh hanging out with us today, so uh yeah, Chad being brought up to to the majors in inter- uh, the majors yeah, we probably were gonna have you on this week with uh you know with Norris being gone mm-hmm. anyway um but now you just get the three of us, oh yeah, see he had had joe's still been here we'd have maybe brought you on for like
1: a segment or something but with both them out, now i'm stuck here the all whole time hands on deck yeah yeah now you actually have to work instead of Thanks, sitting at your Joe. cubicle playing <laughs> on your phone
0: <laughs> uh, because that's what we do all day apparently well every yeah. time
1: that, that i take a break you know when when we're uh, uh doing segments again like between i walk by he's just sitting there tapping away
2: on his phone or his little tablet to be fair i do a little tablet little I tablet my tablet out uh I usually do all the tweeting off my phone so Yeah that's half my battle.
0: So we like to start off the Checkpoint XP podcast which is going to be renamed soon. Don't don't worry about it. It is happening. Awesome logo. So the Game logo incoming. is yeah, the logo is pretty dope. It's pretty cool. Um it, we're we're just now in the process of figuring out who's going to be making the intros. I need new voice work. Uh, the, all of that all of the minutia that goes along Uh, with uh with switching something up like this but we like to start off the checkpoint xp podcast by reading apple podcast reviews that's
1: right and uh, we actually have a special one today i woke up this morning to a uh a dm on twitter from a a longtime listener of ours named uh jonatello 67 on twitter right on and uh he uses an android and only really uses his phone and didn't know how to leave a
0: review fair enough
1: so i'm like all right you know kind of tried to walk him through some stuff couldn't
0: figure it out so i'm like look just just write your review give it to me does he not have a desktop computer that he can download itunes Uh, on uh, or uh, whatever that's
1: what i had suggested. i'm like just download it leave the review delete it and he's like well can i do that on a phone uh, you, all right, just, just give me your review. Just give me your review. <laughs> all so right. this review comes courtesy of Giannatelli. He says, hey there, looking time listener. I think he means long time listener. And huge fan of everything that is done by the cast. Everything you would ever need gaming related is covered in any of these wonderful podcasts. Whether you want to listen to Checkpoint XP or the Daily XP daily... Uh, the daily XP daily. The other identity. Welcome your- <laughs> into the daily XP daily. I love it. I'm in. I'm in. The uh, other oh. identity for comics book needs and even <laughs> checkpoint seventy six. He also says can't forget not your player two. Uh, yeah, not anymore. Uh, but he does mention to uh, low team damage. Even though he's not an esports person and the awesome and talented cast uh, on uh, all of those shows. If you listen to podcasts, please do your ears good justice by adding any, if not all of the podcasts made on this network of wonderful people. And he yes. said, is that too much? I goes, no, that's perfect. Oh, thank you. Thank to, you, Jonatello. That's a five-star review. That sounds like a five-star, review. That sounds like a five-star. It sure does. Thank four you, Jonatello. Yes, I appreciate Of
0: course. It. Do we want to read another? Because I have another. If Just one more? How many do we get? I have, I have just one more. Oh, so we got exactly
1: two. Yeah, yeah. Technically one, because Jonatello couldn't figure out how to get it on the I I I just, I just, should I save it? it? Should I save it for next time? No. Okay. No, we're going to read it and y'all are going to step up and leave a damn review one way or another. All right.
0: So it's easy to leave a review. Even if you don't have iTunes or Apple podcasts, you can send it to us in a number of different ways. Leave it on a YouTube comment. Mm hmm. We'll find it. Don't worry. DM it to us. That's right. Send it to us over Twitter, like Jonatello did. That's right. So our second review today coming in. I don't know what my voice just did there. That was weird. But our second review coming in today. Awkward. From stop it. Don't say your drops. Do not I say love your drops. No, you I keep know. that up. Don't keep encourage up. him. That's, That's all I'm horrible. Here. I'm an enabler. That's all I'm here for. Oh, you are good. Oh, god damn it! I fucking hate you
1: <laughs> come on get to the review Does our anyone second- else want to do their jobs
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna stab you in the hand with a pen <laughs> swear all right our second review today coming to us from kpv17 Who I also will note has left a review over on the Daily Show as well. Thank you. We appreciate that. So thank you. Yeah, you're the real MVP. Actually, the real KPV. Uh, So this one is entitled Another Gem by the Checkpoint XP Crew. Yes. Five stars. This podcast is great in its own right because it expands upon the winning formula of the daily podcast. This podcast has a touch of gaming, but an emphasis on gaming culture and related topics, which makes it truly unique and satisfying to listen to in the realm of gaming and gaming podcasts. The crew does a great job being informed uh, about what they're talking about and also mesh very well together when conversing the back and forth banter at times uh, shows it organic friendship uh, that isn't just a front slash act. Keep up the good work, gents. And FYI, Robbie, I'm still not a bot.
1: Oh, excellent! So. Great.
0: Ha,
2: we fooled them.
0: Yeah, they don't well, think it's yeah. a front or act. Ha ha. Well, and and
1: I, I have to say, what I assume that comes from is a lot of times when I'm streaming, there's a bunch of people that are in the viewer chat list, sure. right? That never talk, but they're always there. And if you don't at least say what's up. I assume you're a bot that's, until you do. That's fair. So I assume that they must be there quite a bit and they just don't want to say what's up, but you left a review. So that'll do,
0: which by the way, I'm going to harp on the 33 people that are in our chat room right now over at twitch.tv slash checkpoint XP. Join us live. If you're listening on the podcasts, uh, we usually record this on Fridays when we can Thursdays, if not Fridays, but uh, I'm going to call out the 33 people watching us right now because uh, they're not talking.
1: That's right. And if you haven't actually made an account in five Follow because according to our actual user list, there's only about maybe fifteen to twenty people Ah, in there. Yeah. So make an account, hit the follow button,
0: hit the follow button if you haven't hit the follow button already. And what's up, everybody? Yeah. So uh, coming up today on the Checkpoint XP podcast, we're going to talk about podcasting. It's going to get real meta, guys. (laughs) Stick around. That's coming up next on the Checkpoint XP podcast.
1: This is Checkpoint XP, esports and gaming radio. Checkpointxp.com.
0: Welcome back to the Checkpoint XP podcast on the B Pod Studios Network, the place to be for podcast discovery. Uh, today on the Checkpoint XP podcast, you know uh, this la- this past week, uh, I actually got to uh, do a-, a bit of a tour. With uh, students from Bloomfield Hills High School Which I, I graduated from Wasser High School in 2003 And... Uh, I went, Sometime within the last like couple of years, they combined Losser High School and Andover High School into Bloomfield Hills High School. So this is actually kind of like the radio program that I graduated oh, out of. Oh, that's exciting. Right? Like I, 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 my, the instructor that came in is still the same instructor from uh, when I was there. Oh, man. So you got to learn That's like, why he hugged you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is just really
0: awkward. I don't know. What I'm watching, but like, cool. Yes, because uh, I've literally known him since I was 14 so, years so, old. So, yeah.
1: so you've actually you, this is actually like a chance for you to like sort of impart some knowledge and in, in like some some uh, uh, effect onto the possible future. Of some some youngins of of
0: broadcasters, yeah, and and it's what's, all bad. <laughs> what's what's unique? I'm I'm I don't even want to acknowledge them anymore. I want to just ignore them and just move on. Um, no, but it, it, the thing about it, the the thing that's really cool about it is that you know these are kids that are interested in broadcasting, specifically on the radio side. That I you know, like I don't know if they've put it together that like you know broadcasting for radio and like doing stuff on youtube and twitch and like they're so closely related i don't know that they're putting that together you but don't have to choose one or the other well right and but like it seems like these kids have chosen right like they're not i i didn't get the sense of from them that they're like pursuing to you know be a a, a, you know like a content Creator on YouTube or someone On Twitch like they're genuinely Interested in the medium of Radio which I think makes them unique As kids right like that's Fair yeah. I mean, even when I was a kid it, You know because uh, I like I said I graduated in 2003 You know like in 1999 2000 2001 like it was weird that I was into radio. You know what I mean? Like well, and really it, was it was probably un- mostly because
1: your, your 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 dad was big into radio, so it kind of runs into family. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, my dad was a broadcaster of uh, I want to say over forty years, but I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure. He worked many of them actually in this very building, um, but yeah, like it, it, that's that's definitely where my interest in it came from. And what also, what what's also kind of unique about that program is that they had a completely separate video production and tv producing program right so you're not Casting a wide net of, you know, like, and being like, hey, if you're into media, kids, come take this class. It was literally, like, bifurcated. Like, r- if you're interested in radio, you go take this class and you be a part of the radio station. If you're interested in TV, we've got these set of classes. You go do this. Yeah. See, back in my high school, they definitely just had the media. Class. Yeah. <laughs> well, even
2: still, like, like, and I think that's a difference between, like, radio and TV and, like, like online media Like really when you think about it Like a lot of stuff You have to learn both You just got to do both There's, yeah. a, lot
0: like, cross- learn learn the there's a lot of crossover And there's a lot of crossover And skills yeah Even at Even at A a, a, a school like Spex Howard You know that has taught Radio broadcasting And television broadcasting They've rolled uh, You know podcasting and YouTubing and Twitch all of that they've rolled that all into one program so it's it's a school for media arts yeah. as opposed to you know just strictly broadcasting which I think is really interesting um and and these kids kind of reflected that like I I got I got the vibe that they're very interested in media and are exploring it through Radio, which I think is, is very unique. So so
1: once you got a chance to to talk to them, like, did, did they seem interested or excited about the space and kind of realizing that, that we can still pursue radio, but those skills also have sort of other areas that we could prof- or potentially uh, uh, explore
0: as well? Yeah, kind of. I, I mean, I think one of the things that I tried to uh, really emphasize was how in my own career... I saw an opportunity, but I didn't see anyone who was, like, marshalling forces around that opportunity. So I, like, basically made my own lane. You know, when we were up at CMU, the broadcasting department was not interested in what we were doing with Limit Break Radio. Which was, by the way, still very, very new at that time. Right, but it took us about a year, year and a half, and it was right around the time when, like, we we were getting like hundreds of thousands of downloads per episode that then the the broadcast department was like, "Oh, what is this that you guys are doing really they, and And even then, like they were like oh it 's for video games like once they figured out what the content was, they were like, eh,
1: yeah, yeah. But like you, you, you would think that wouldn 't matter because you 're still getting one hundred thousand downloads
0: right yeah, like it was it was definitely a novelty to them more right. than it was anything else and and this was at a time where they weren 't even like the broadcast department. At Central Michigan University, this was this is after now 2006 because we were doing Limit Break Radio at this point. Like they started their first podcast class, like maybe a year before I graduated in 2012. Oh, wow, so we were doing podcasts before CU. way before, way before, and the, and the pioneer. And the thing is, is that like I took that class and taught half of it. <laughs> you know, he didn't know anything about it. No, like, well, the the professor who did, who I'm still, you know, pretty good friends with to this day, Jeff Smith, um, the professor who taught it, like knew it in theory, like knew it abstracted from like doing the pod, but like, he he hadn't he, actually done podcast yeah, at that he, point. No, he did. He oh, was he a did. part of he was a part of Woot Radio. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah so yeah. he had done podcasting, but then like when you talk about audience measurement like his was here ours was here like it was just like not even close so you know a lot of times when we would be talking about something he'd like defer to me to for a question so like it was kind of cool because you know like like, I mean, he had really not
2: wasted some
0: money to go to this class that you have teached You paid to teach a class, I, I, a little bit, yeah. That's that's true. That's <laughs> true. Had <laughs> I had I not had to pay for it, I you think you lose. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Didn't think about it that way. Um, but it was kind of cool though that like I I helped kind of establish yeah. the 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 program a little bit and there was you know a bit of pushing from you know and it wasn't just me but you know i was one of them like hey why don't we have a podcasting class and kind of got a bug in this professor's ear and really kind of made a push for it so um you know we we've got a long storied history in broadcasting and kind of dredging through all of that history uh with you know with this group of high school students Kind of made me think, like, you know, it might be worth talking about the ways in which podcasting has kind of changed and evolved since we first got involved with it like uh, like it's now almost 15 years ago yeah jeez
1: I mean and, and, and it's everywhere now at, 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 at this point too for, and for, everyone for, has a podcast yes. oh my god for, and, and specifically for select uh um, career paths I'm not even I'm not really sure the the, the the right term to use but like certain celebrities once they get to a certain point in their career it's like all right well now this is the point where
2: I make my podcast right and I write in my book and this is my podcast and you then know, I, actually, that's, how, that's the that's the, you write do your it, podcast and you write your book. So or, what well, is our book before
1: podcasting? Maybe, maybe that was kind of like the progression of it, right? You have your career, eventually you get to a point where where you can tell your story. You write your book or whatever, yeah. And mm-hmm. now it's like, yeah, a, a, a podcast is now part of that.
0: I mean, yes, I I sort of I don't know. I resent I resent the idea. That everyone feels like they need to have their oh, own they podcast. No, 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 you no. Know what I mean? no, 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 like, no, no, no. They absolutely
1: do not. Like, I
0: think, I think specifically where you see that more than, you know, maybe other genres of podcasts is specifically comedy. Every comedian feels like they need a, a podcast. And let me tell you, every comedian definitely does not yeah. need a fucking podcast. Less is more. I swear to you less is more. I'm a comedy fan and I I I like I consume people's stand-up specials very avidly. Um I, it just it, and it I, must I,
1: be exhausting as a comedian to try and do a podcast. Like as a comedian who wants to try and be like on as much as you possibly can. I, Especially I mean, when it you does do
0: keep the, you sharp. I, I will.
2: I will say that. I guess so. But like, imagine having to make new. I mean, I guess like we, we look at like uh, like late night shows, those types of comedians. But like, that's a rare breed. Late night shows also have an entire writing,
1: writing staff
0: yeah. that are
2: helping them.
1: That's right. true. So
0: D- Jimmy Dr- Fallon isn't stuff. in the back room like writing his monologue before he goes on. But but that's funny fair. funny people are good to have on podcasts because they're yes. always interesting to listen to. They take chances with the things that. That they say, and sometimes it comes to bite. It comes back around to bite them in the ass. I don't want to go relitigate the Shane Gillis thing, but we saw that recently with SNL and Shane Gillis, and and I think that's why people are drawn more to comedy podcasts than anything else. But it was sort of like Mark Maron's WTF Pod like blew up and was like one of the biggest podcasts in the world, and it was like suddenly every comedian was like, "Well, I guess I better get my shit together, and I got to get a podcast you, now." You really don't. <laughs> Well, but not to say that they're all bad. Either there are not. great pod there are great uh comedy podcasts out there that I love listening to. Um e- even though he drives me crazy sometimes, Joe Rogan's show is really good especially when he's talking to other comedians. I, I tire of the conspiracy theory bullshit on that show, but that's neither here nor there. Uh you know, um uh, what's the other one that I really your mom's house with uh, um, uh, Christina Pajitsky and uh, why am I blanking on his name? Tom Segura. Really funny. They and for a long time, for like four years, they just ran that themselves. They didn't have any guests. Oh, it was wow. them bouncing off of like YouTube clips that they would find and genuinely like honing a a space for the show like and and finding an identity for the show theo vaughn's podcast is very good um even it it, even though i tire of it bill burr is very funny as well and i love the monday morning podcast but i don't love it all the time like there are definitely shows where i'm like every episode there's there's a gem in there there's something good i feel that way about your mom's house there are other shows where i'm like I, I can check in with you every once it, in a it's while. It's kinda like, like morning shows. Creates, every time yeah, you turn yeah. on a morning show, you're not always going to be entertained by it. Yes and no. I think I think comedians who approach their podcast more like a morning show click more with me personally mm-hmm. than you know, maybe some other like just recitation at the camera or at the mic sort of sort of stuff. Your Monday morning podcast, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I, I I definitely you know, I, I definitely think that you, you know i understand why comedians get very involved with podcasts i ju- i just i genuinely don't think that everyone i
2: think i think there's a different type of comedian too you got the types that are able to go up on stand up and do their thing and they're brilliant and then there's other ones that are who might not be able to do stand up but they can
0: like they can riff,
2: riff off of what someone else said. Yeah. Like that's a lot of people. A lot of people are actually like that. It's like, oh, you said something funny. I can add on to that. Or right, you said they just something they
0: read. The, yeah, they read the energy in the room. Yeah.
2: So doing things by yourself versus uh, in a group, sometimes that's where some comedians
0: shine, and that's where and, podcasting comes. You're in. you're absolutely right. The ones that I think work less, like they don't work more than they work, are the ones are the shows where it's like three comedians and they're all talking over each other the entire time. And everyone's trying to make a point and they, and, and like, to me, that just gets fucking annoying. They're all just talking at each other instead of having a conversation. Exactly. They yeah, no one's star. listening. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No one's listening. They're all kind of vying for the for the center stage. That gets really irritating. Uh, yeah. I, it gets it grates on me a lot. Um, but you know, that was that was one of the things that you know um, I, I recognized early on in podcasting. It seemed to be a Recipe for success to just Get somebody mildly famous And put them on your podcast And boom now you've got You know 50,000 people that Are that are downloading overnight And you know because None of us were famous when we were doing Limit Break Radio oh, I, I even mean, a little bit We were doing something hyper niche which Which made the show stand out and Appeal to um, you know uh, a, a certain uh, Audience Demographic but it's always kind of frustrating to me to see these big podcast networks that get kind of stationed around one celebrity and you, and you know that they're just there are invo- they're just there f- to provide a name like that to me is is kind of the the a, a bit of the the erosion of what the, like the original intent for podcasting was I mean yes podcasting is supposed to be a medium for everyone and very technically it is like anyone can get a podcast can get a mic and technically start a podcast but now that you have all these celebrities that are operating in the space it's so hard to stand out it's so hard
1: i, I definitely get that you know I, I don't i don't listen to a lot of podcasts but normally what sells me on a podcast isn't going to be like some big name behind it. On, on occasion it might right but sure. But for me, when when a podcast has, like, a really unique take on something, right? Like, for example, we talked to um, Sarah, I forget her last name, uh, who did uh, Laughing in the Dark, yeah, right? Yes. That whole premise, like, I don't think you can find another podcast that's probably even remotely similar to that, putting a bunch of comedians there's in haunted a, houses. There's
0: actually a bunch. that's really? taking That's taking two concepts, two core concepts for podcasting and just throwing them together, which is... The spooky podcast that tells a spooky story right. and a podcast with comedians. They, they just combine the two, and that's 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 her new, show. Though. That's I mean, yes, new. I, I will give her that. Absolutely, it's it's new, but it's like. Two big pillars of the podcasting community just kind of colliding together, which is brilliant. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm almost, I'm actually surprised no one had done it sooner. Yeah, uh, th- that's what I'm kind of talking about. Is obviously, yes, there are a million, you know, uh, uh,
1: comedy podcasts out there. And I'm sure there's sure. a million spooky podcasts. Just like there's a million true crime pro- podcasts. There right? are, yes. But being able to take two of those because by taking two of the most popular things and putting them together to make one unique thing. You stand out, but you still you still have the draw of both of those both of those categories. You're absolutely right. Kind of
0: genius. Yeah, no, you're you're totally right. But I I mean, you know, uh, it, it's one of those things where it's like it, it, just by virtue of existing for you know and having the arc of history uh, that podcasting has, we're going to start running out of. Ideas for shows eventually uh, You know yeah, what I mean we're, like we're probably already There uh, well uh, <laughs> yeah, like Collectively as as Podcasters and creative people Like at some point it's going to be like The, the like the problem you run into when naming a band every name has been taken oh so now we got to spell churches with v's instead of u's okay cool that's how we get around that i mean like it's it's yes at some point it's going to become a snake eating eating its own tail um but because it's for everyone it has to be for celebrities as well. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> you can't you can't be like here's a medium for everyone except Not you. you <laughs> I mean, already famous. I wish people. we could <laughs> save us a lot of trouble. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, I, I mean the the space is is very quickly being co opted by you know very big players and uh, you know with with already pre established followings and now they're just making a new platform for themselves and you know good for them. I'm 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 glad I'm glad it went that way instead of like i don't know like nobody listens to podcasts and it was just a thing that you know uh, apple believed in yeah. you know what i mean like it could have gone that way too so thing <laughs> that only apple believed
2: in i mean whomp that's a lot whomp. of apple stuff that they put on their phones let's just be honest oh yeah i mean it could have gone the way of the zune yeah, ooh. Ooh. well okay to be fair out of all the podcast platforms and i'm sorry apple you have the worst podcast Even by far. even
1: after rebranding it to what is it Apple Podcasts now? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yes. I, I mean, it, <laughs> it's not great. It's, okay, like, it I could mean, be a lot better. Stop to be fair. shaming me. <laughs> to be fair,
1: I don't even think that's what it sounds like. But know, whatever. But,
2: uh, to be fair, I haven't really tried the new rebranded version. I just always like reverted to others just because. As just as, as a user, as a user, yeah,
0: yeah. See, my big problem with iTunes because I never really used it for for like managing podcasts i've always used my phone and so i've never i've never owned an apple product ever so i've never never had to deal with that uh so i would always like you know i have the android equivalent or whatever it is and uh it was always fine but what my big complaint about itunes always was was that it didn't give me enough like statistics like audience measurement statistics that's true like to be able to measure your like growth for someone, yeah
2: when you're doing your own podcast it's i feel like apple like there are don't get me wrong there are tons of people who use apple i'm not gonna like, and itunes but like as a user as like a person that puts podcasts on yeah that's the best one to look at yeah Uh, as far as anything else i don't think analytics like apple's the best but as a you like me personally as a user i it's like it's not just not friendly it's not user friendly Uh, as like a person like it's it's also
0: it's it's also it was because they're not curating the number of shows on there and you've got shows that did six episodes in 2005 and never did anything ever again yeah um because those still exist on there you have a lot of discoverability problems. Um, And they, I've noticed that like they've, they don't, they don't like try to curate searches either. Like they don't give preferential treatment to podcasts that are active instead of inactive. You yeah. know, like that would make sense to me if I'm searching for a podcast. I and I'm a user. I actively do not want one that stopped producing episodes in you know like 2014. But yet, if you look up Final Fantasy 14. Uh, in Apple Podcasts, limit break radio's like among the top ten. Hell yeah. I mean, we stopped making shows for that two years ago. It shows how awesome we are. I'm just saying, like, it's that's that's a problem yeah. that iTunes needs to fix. Um, all right, we're gonna take a short break here for just a moment. Coming up, we're gonna keep talking about podcasts, and we're actually gonna let Chad fire some questions at us. So stick around, that's Ad Next on the Checkpoint XP Podcast.
1: This is Checkpoint XP, esports and gaming radio,
0: CheckpointXP.com. Welcome back to the Checkpoint XP podcast. So we're talking about podcasting, getting a little bit meta this week. Uh, Robbie, you and I have the longest history of podcasting together. We did our first right all the way back to two thousand and six.
1: Do you re- do you
0: remember like the first show that we did? Um, it's
1: it's difficult to recall specifically the first show. All, everything that happened down in that basement conference room in it the kind door. of blurs together it all kind of blurs together yeah yeah my my clearest and most earliest memories that i have is uh, uh the first is you calling me um during some sort of break i was i was at my mom's i remember answering the phone and going yeah it was, uh, go, it was going like, out on the
0: porch it was, yeah it was like summer vacation yeah or something yeah and, like that. And, and you were telling me
1: about uh i think it was mega elixir was the name of this podcast yeah. and what they did and stuff and you're like we sit around and Talk about this game all day, anyways. Why don't we just record it and put it out there? That was your pitch to me.
0: Yeah, and that, I'm like, yeah, okay. That was that was pretty much the 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 pitch for Limit Break Radio, the first version of Limit Break Radio. Um, and then, yeah, like I had I had made some some intros and stuff and uh, brought them up. Uh, to, oh was, yes yes i remember it's like you to, uh, pro, it was uh, it was in, shakespeare i was in
1: romeo and juliet that's what it was yep. yeah uh, 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 it was in it was in the park basically so we were outside like this little mini amphitheater and uh you had came and uh, you know had watch that and then before you had headed back up to to cmu i think uh we had stopped off at the green parrot was the name of the bar <laughs> uh we're like the, the 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 cast has went, had went to afterwards and uh, in your car in the middle of this parking lot which wasn't even paved because again it's in chesanang you know, yeah population of five uh, you played the intro for me, and I'm like, "This is it, man. This is yeah, this is it, yeah."
0: Because um, that was that was what I was like at the time, kind of going to school for. I was trying to learn how to do imaging production and stuff like that. So um, I just, yeah, just kind of screwing around made uh, this this sort of like intro and liked it so much that I was like, "Dude, we got to do this. Like, we absolutely have to do this." And uh, I do. I, I remember bits and pieces of maybe not the first episode but like the first four or five episodes that we did because we we were trying to do them at first on a weekly basis yeah and they were only maybe like an hour hour and a half long and i don't think the first couple of shows had i think it, it took till maybe episode three for us to like Find a groove. Find a theme. Figure out that, like... Oh, what we were doing. Yeah, like... Which was reading off of Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, like, figure out, like, what the show was. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, those very... Those first couple of episodes um, were very kind of, like
1: all over the place. You know, what sticks out me the, the most about doing those and, and, and definitely, you know, looking back on it now is, is where the fun of creating podcasts and creating content comes from. Isn't, because the, to me, the, there were two aspects of the show. There was the reading off the wiki and being informative and educational, right? And then there was all the character stuff that we did. And to me, all the stuff that stands out to me are all the bits that we did, right? Yeah. All like the, the the drama that we would fake and, and, and stuff like that. Like those are the things that really stick out in my head, and everything else just blends together and turns into this weird gray mush that doesn't
0: really mean well, anything after a while you know when we started doing two and three hour long shows mm-hmm. like i'm i wouldn't be surprised if people were falling asleep in the middle of it like just like nodding off for 20 minutes in the middle of a three hour episode people loved him though no i mean i mean us in the oh, room oh yeah that's fair that's fair though no, that's 100 percent. yeah accurate that dude <laughs> accurate dude I, re- I remember a lot of those a lot of those like sessions where we would just get out of there and all of us would be like mm-hmm. i can't even the uh, the hurricane in the chat saying don't forget those
1: personal updates oh my god which which nate hates he hates the idea of the personal updates I and, do. and i i just i have to make sure I have to make sure you realize that when we do on this show, on the daily show, when we do the weekend update, it's pretty, it's a a personal update. (laughs) I do know
0: know that. I know. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think the reason that I, I hated the personal update was because that's what we called it. And that's what literally every other final fantasy show called it afterwards. They copied us. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's. Like I it was just not the concept of it then. It was just by virtue of Yeah, not the no, you've got to talk about yourself every once in a while. Here's what you
1: have to Here's Here's what you have to take from that, right? Because everyone calls them personal updates. And we were there at the beginning of podcasts. We created the personal update. We did. We pioneered that. You're not wrong. So when you hear you Joe Rogan that genre. when you hear Joe Rogan giving his personal updates on his <laughs> show, he got that think, from at us. at least here's, think the of thing,
0: show, here's the thing. Here's the thing. At least Joe Rogan doesn't call them personal updates. Oh, damn! Thank you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean there, uh, the the first yeah the first year of Limit Break Radio is is like tough to remember, but I do I mean like I remember when we broke, uh you know like when we went for summer break after that first year, like when we came back the second year, everyone was like, let's fucking. Do it like people were like charged up and like like excited to yeah, do well, the show. I
1: mean, we had been away from it for so long. There was more organic stuff to talk about. Yeah, you know, it was a lot better than than sitting down and being like, "All right, so so what thing are we trying to educate people on today?" Right. You know, there, there was the whole trying to trying to make sure that we were packaging ourselves for you know uh, uh, Square Enix as well. You know, to, yeah.
0: to get noticed by Senpai. Yeah, yeah. That which is terrible. which is weird because I feel like that's what a lot of streamers. And and, you know, like YouTube content creators do now. Right. Like they know there's an aspect of it for sure. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, you know, I think that there's a lot of people out there who, you know, are very hyper aware about the communities that they're creating for and who kind of oversees like who is in that hierarchy.
1: Well, it's something that, that especially if you're trying to make a career out of this, you do have to keep that in mind because because obviously,
0: you know, corporate entities are looking at you. And that's one of the big things that has changed in our career arc. Is that we went from no one paying attention to what we were doing except outside of our audience Mm -hmm. and not being able to get advertisers or outside, you know, companies interested in what we were doing because they didn't understand it. And now there is a legitimate chance that if you're making something for, you know. Uh a Bethesda community that a, that a Bethesda community rep could they see the, scout you they see the value in what you're doing, yes, and
1: because more of them are looking to utilize that space. You know, because before it, it, it was unheard of, and that's why you're like, we have to make sure that we are as attractive to them as we can possibly be, right? Mm-hmm. Because if they're going to choose just one, if they even do, because nobody's doing it, we want it to be us. Yep. But now that it is more widespread, that has opened up the possibility that you don't have to be that perfect image for, you know, the community or the game. You know, you can be a little bit more edgy. You can step
0: outside of your zone and still find success. Eh, yeah. I mean, you you. So, j- you definitely types. can. You definitely can. Uh, it's just, yeah, like how it's it's still that that dice roll of like you know, what do you like? Do you think you'll do better with an audience railing against the 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 company that's making the game, or you know, trying to work with them? Because I mean, anyone who is a content creator for Blizzard right now, like I kind of feel for. It. They're yeah. in a they're in a tough position. They're in a tough spot. Like a lot of these a lot of these, you know, competitive players or content creators that create stuff for Blizzard or have been, you know, doing stuff for WoW for the better part of 15 years and are now kind of like faced with this moral conundrum, like the people who are actively choosing to say, "Fuck it, I'm going with my morals and I'm, I'm I will burn it all down." Uh, I have to. I have an enormous amount of respect. Oh, absolutely. For those people. Now, I mean,
1: I think people that are sticking with it uh, aren't necessarily up against a wall or anything, because as, as long as you're as long as you're honest with you know, first of all, how you feel about it. All right, that's the first thing. But also keep in mind that you know, Blizzard isn't just this this one evil you know king that's sitting up on a frozen throne at the top of the mountain. You know, they're like all their evil characters. There's there's hundreds and thousands of people you know throughout the company that also hate what the company's doing as well you sure. know right. so i don't think that every content creator out there has to like take some stand and be like that's it i'm i'm done playing blizzard games or creating content no they don't that. they
0: don't have to but even speaking out or speaking your mind on the topic i, I it's mean dangerous. Spe- especially yeah especially if blizzard is hyper aware of what you do as a content creator could come back down could, the line it, yeah absolutely i agree absolutely I agree. it kind of reminds me of like the old days of
2: you it's like a digital strike line like and when people went past a strike line people would throw stuff at them because they were like yeah. uh, i forget the term that they use but like they're basically working scabs scabs yeah, yeah. The, 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 the digital scabs and that a lot of people are probably like thinking that's what it's like
0: well i, I mean yes and no i mean i definitely think that people's bullshit detectors in terms of uh like shills or people That are just you know they're trying they're, to they're, Toe the company yeah. Line. yeah their opinions are Bought and sold I think people Pick uh, up on that pick up on that really Quickly that's fair really really quickly But then you're it, sometimes anyways it, it, Sometimes to the effect of Like going over the Going over the line right like They're it, it, Mostly in the brig- brigading of Someone who has a different point Of view like a lot of times that can Get really toxic really quick um but yeah like i i definitely i i definitely think that there's there's something to that um yeah uh it's it, like i said i've got a feel for all of those content creators just knowing the position that they've been in um and like i said especially the ones that have l- addressed the situation and and said something anyway or decided to you know boycott blizzard anyway because it does it has a very real impact on their bottom line and and on their income you got to have an immense amount of respect for those people um so uh yeah i I'm, i'm trying to think of what else about podcasting we've learned in like our 15 years you know what i can tell them what i've learned for any aspiring
1: podcasters out there uh you know obviously i i I think you can speak more to to the side of like creating and and having to market and and just 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 i don't know the 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 technical side of podcasting right and as someone who's been along with you this whole ride you know anyone out there who's who's doing podcasting or has any friends who are doing podcasting latch onto them as tightly as you can and make them think that that they can't do this without you in some way and just ride that wave as far as you possibly can. Like when I look back at all the stuff that I've done over the years, I just had to show up and talk.
0: (laughs) So I mean, that's a pretty good point. Yeah.
1: It's been pretty easy for me. Probably put you to work in another, I mean, I'm doing stuff now that we're. We should Beasley. make you.
2: Yeah, we should get you working. What There's are we doing of plenty of stuff
1: that Beasley's throwing
2: at us. Now. Well, yes, pluns. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, plums. before it was just drive two hours, do a podcast. Yeah, that's true. Now it's a shorter
0: drive, but I'm doing more stuff. Yeah, that's fair. So, so Chad, uh, we thought, you know, because uh, Robbie and I have been working together for almost 15 years, like we'd give you an opportunity to fire some, some questions at us if you have any. I don't yeah, even know if you did. i not Chad. All
1: right.
2: Okay. You know what? Give us your best you CNN. Fifteen years. All right. In fifteen years, what is the one piece of technology that has made your life easier Ooh. as a podcaster? Like
0: the one. This I mean, is, there's probably a million, but there's you each. I'll each let you answer. Like one. This is a really good question, and and I know exactly what my answer is. My answer is uh, USB audio technology has made. An enormous difference, enormous difference, because when when you're dealing with wires that, you know, and especially like consumer grade wires that will go bad within three or four years and you're doing like a, uh, you know, like a connection, like a i don't know what to call it but just like the the eighth inch headphone jack connection yeah. there's so much line noise that can be created just through that one connection alone and if you move it it makes even more noise oh my god it's fucking horrible um even though i never like very early on in our process we decided to not record our audio on the computer Right. Like in here we have uh, the solid state recorder. Right. That was one of the very first uh, investments in technology that I ever made as a podcaster. So actually, maybe that might be a better answer here, because that was because I I, at my time at CMU, um, they had access to these portable Marantz recorders, which I, I bought. And we were still using no, up until and we the point. Were, yeah, you know, and, and we still we can use here and there. <laughs> yeah. And we still use, yeah, we still use them uh, to this day. Um, yeah, I, I invested in that probably... I mean, uh, you know, the show started in August, uh, probably December. I think I took my my Christmas money because it was like $400. Like, that was, that was the most expensive piece of gear in our entire collection, but it was the most critical because... And this happened so often to friends, and I would always feel so bad for them. Um, like, Joe used to do a different, like, a show on our network, but mm-hmm. uh, he would he would run it and engineer it and give us the audio, and we would post it. Um, is that, like, if something hiccuped with the computer or the hard drive or anything in there, that audio just, just disappeared. Gone. It's Gone. gone. Right? But the solid state recorder, it was always there. Like we never had a, a an, an episode like just like lo- like just get lost, right? You know, so. Um I was I was really sympathized with you know friends that would be like I lost my episode how do you guys never deal with this and I would always explain four hundred dollars yeah it took four hundred dollars yeah it took four hundred dollars to be able to do that so it's it's one of those two things I I think USB audio made it possible for us to stream though like made us possible made it possible for us to live stream that's
1: what I'll go with is definitely I think Twitch and and the age of streaming allowed and, and and not even just in podcasting just I mean you obviously see it with with the proliferation of twitch and just right. streaming in general being able to have that instant connection with your fan base being able to grow your audience the, the 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 way that you do it it gave a whole nother level of interaction and thus content to now be able to draw from and to be able to create yeah had we had that from day one of Limit Break Radio, it would have been way different. It had been way different. Uh, it, it probably w- would have been a lot more fun. We probably could have done the weekly episodes, and and, and it would have
0: been more interactive too, for sure. Um, you know, I think that that was yeah, that was a big a big element to like getting us all to like doing the show a lot more because when it was done in a vacuum, it wasn't as fun. Like it was way more fun once we had a chat room to kind of screw around with yes. and like callers to to mess with. Like that's kind of really like when i was like oh man we really found like we really found our our pocket like that's when i was like our show got good and so
1: did the rest of you know just the streaming world
0: well and and what's interesting is is that like we were screwing around with that (laughs) thank you (laughs) very much uh, uh maraxis um but uh that was something that we were screwing around with even before the days of twitch right? Oh, yeah like yeah, trying to take calls take calls yeah. right because remember we did the um the the, the, sp- the really long name for yeah the spectacular bonanza call-in special yeah whatever blah, that was blah, blah. the very first one we did we did through twitch or no i'm sorry we did through skype uh they they used to have these these, these like party rooms where you could invite 200 people to skype with you Yeah, that sounds like a nightmare, but you could move them in between rooms. And what we would do is we would have like, you know, a whole bunch of people basically like on hold and then bring them up to the room where Robbie and I were chatting and we would take their call. So we did. We did a very early version of that. And we we were screwed around with live streaming Uh way before, like back when it was just in TV. In fact, remember, do you remember when we were uh, created the Limit Break Radio Twitch channel we couldn't at first because we already had a justin tv account under that name which you didn't have w- access to and it. when they w- no, because they merged yeah. there was no justin tv anymore and there was like a year wi- window where you could reclaim your news username and we missed it by like a year and a half and
1: i can i, I, I just want to point me out really quick because i want to go and look up what the title of that dumb calling thing was right oh yeah yeah. yeah. so i googled it and searches related to
2: the top one is
1: what happened to limit break radio <laughs> this that's
2: awesome <laughs> wait 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 where is that and why aren't we commenting on
0: that is it is it go? a reddit thread
1: uh no when i click it it just comes it just goes to a bunch of other
0: things Ow. so Layton. yeah um so yeah uh and and to be fair that could have been that could have been asking the question from when we First, canned the show in like 2011. That's possible as well. So now. there's there's that, um, but yeah, I, I I think I I think that that's a good answer. Is live streaming and and kind of like VoIP technology really kind of changed the the course and the direction of the show, and especially having that accessible, right? Because mm-hmm. like streaming to Justin TV was when back when we were doing it was complicated and janky. And oftentimes didn't work. We couldn't send video very effectively. We could just send audio. Great. <laughs> you know like but but we, we kind of made it work, mm-hmm. um, at least in concept. at le- uh, you know when we, when we came back around the second time for FF14 and and eventually to do the show on Twitch, it felt like a much more natural fit. Yeah, no, it it's gotten a lot better. So yeah, I,
1: I would definitely say that uh uh streaming technology has gone I, I mean obviously again just just look at the 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 what everyone's done with it and the yeah. entire uh market that it's created. It's true. Any other questions?
2: Yes, and I'll open up the chat, too, so I can steal your questions if anyone has any. <laughs> A.K.A.
1: But, uh, Chad had two questions.
0: Maybe.
2: He probably only had maybe? one, but during that, he came up with a second one. <laughs> Don't call me out, Robbie. Don't call Calling me out. Calling you uh, out. All right, so basically, I already know this for Norris, and he because he mentioned this before, where he said, if I didn't do this show, I would do one about politics. Sure. What about you? If you had, if you had another podcast, non-gaming... I guess it could be gaming, but more niche. Whatever. But sure. Let's try non-gaming if you can think of uh, if you can think of it. Um, what would you talk about? What would be your podcast?
0: I, I also would probably say politics. I was a poli sci major along with uh, broadcast major, so a double major uh, in college. So, uh, and in fact, I, I did do a show that was like very tangentially related to gaming for like a year, maybe ish. Refresh and. Uh, yeah it was uh it was there was there was a lot of political discussions mixed with me and two of my bonehead friends smoking a lot of weed <laughs> a lot of weed good times yeah um so yeah i i would say i would say that's probably that's probably mine
1: yeah i'm not sure if you would technically still count this as as gaming but it's not video gaming uh and obviously i do still do a little a bit of this already but uh it would be uh dungeons and dragons tabletop uh type oh, yeah. stuff uh, i would devote uh, way more time to that if i had the time to devote to it i've actually been uh recently working on uh, my own custom class uh dark Knight. which uh, when it's finished there's a website called the dms guild mm-hmm. which is where people can create you know their own source material their own words worlds and books and like just all types of stuff like that and then you can put prices on them so that that way it's like a way to kind of help you know support other content creators within that space and that's stuff really cool like that
2: Yeah, so I feel like you can make a lot out of D and D too, because there's like so many stories. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, just very interesting. And and, and basically, going off of that, um, what podcast space do you think could use a podcast now? Like, so Mm -hmm. what kind of genre do you think? is out there that maybe it's not tapped into enough or you want to see more of all right i'm gonna go ahead and take this one first
0: okay uh, and
1: it'll probably end up being his answer as well okay. uh, but it's something that behind the scenes we've talked a little bit about maybe trying to do but that is I, I i think that there needs to be more support or more knowledge or more teaching for what happens within the twitch space right it's oh, all yeah, you do doing it yeah. yourself right you you fire your stream up, you get OBS, you buy your equipment or whatever, and then a lot of it I think is learning as you go or 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 making friends with other streamers and and figuring out what do I do? How do I deal with this? Sure. And I think that there is absolutely room out there in the podcast space and beyond for teaching people like best practices and how to get around this, you know the type of things you're going to run into. How do you, you know, submit your taxes on a quarterly basis so that at the end of the year Uncle Sam doesn't come and just get right up the butt.
2: Yeah. Hey, Phrasing. <laughs> Copyright check. My XP. By the way, uh, <laughs> don't take our podcast.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I mean that's that's definitely. I think that that's definitely a good idea. Um, uh, one thing that I have always kind of wondered why people don't do more of is at running commentary over something else. Right? Like, I understand for legal reasons why you couldn't have the audio of what you're com- commenting on running behind you while you're doing it. But like the way that riff tracks kind of did its whole thing was so brilliant to me that, you know, like I, I did not, that was the only, I don't think you could even call that a podcast, but it was the only like thing that I could not bristle at like paying $2 for, right? Like they would do, you know, 99 cents or $2 or $3 per episode that they would put out like per riff that they would do. And it's like, to me, I think it would be really cool if there was someone out there who knew just shit loads about like Japanese wrestling, like new Japan pro or something like that. Right. And did their own English commentary like, that you would play at the same time as watching, you know, like a a, a pay per view or you know an, an episode or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like that uh, that idea was always really cool to me. Like, okay, I start this at the same time as my podcast, and now the podcast is commenting on the thing that I'm watching. Hmm. I always love that idea. You, you, you know, but I never figured I of? never figured out how to do it. You know what that
1: reminds me of is basically like when you watch uh uh like a um uh, extra features on like yes. uh, uh, like Commentary like, and yes, stuff on, yes. on, on DVD That's exactly yeah.
0: what it is yeah. That's ex- and, and those are always Really fascinating but like You kind of need very specialized Skills to be able to pull something Like that off right like you either need to have An insane amount of knowledge About like for my example Like Japanese wrestling right like I would Want you explaining What the storyline is Like catch me up in the story like Explain to me why this is a big deal you know, that kind of stuff I, I would, I would really appreciate. Um, but yeah, it, it's it, it, like you either need knowledge that's so specific and specialized in that form, or you need someone who is like involved in the production of the thing. Right. Like to your point about like directors, Blue, Blue actors. Doing yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Um but I I don't know, like, if someone could figure out a unique enough take on that, I think it would be really,
1: like, really cool. Quick, quick shout-out in our chat to Vanyan29 for that Twitch Prime sub,
0: 12 months. Ballin'. Thank you. Uh, and uh, I, I, the other area that is seeing growth that I think had a lot of promise but wasn't discovered very early on in podcasting is the dramatic um you know sort of like storytelling podcast not someone literally telling a story but like like using radio theater as a way to tell a story i mean that you know kind of died out in the 50s in the yeah in the 40s and 50s and and i think like podcasting is a really great way especially with all the sound effects and digital editing that you can do you know
1: when we were up at uh, central <laughs> i had actually done a few radio plays up there that i'd like tried Yeah, out that
0: was uh was that was that was luke's project right oh, i can't remember any
1: names all that i remember is in the first one i was i had one line i was the elevator guy and then i started in another one where i was a dude who was bored with life and like wanted to turn into a bird and he did at the end, at the end, I turned into a bird and just flew off. And the chick who played my wife was just like, what a career path.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, there was because like that was it was a, a thing that there was one student who was like really when we were at CMU, like really devoted to bringing back the radio. Drama. Dra- dr- yeah, radio dramas. And to me, like that, that there is so much potential in that in terms of the podcasting space. And I see more and more projects that are like doing that right like there was there was a great one called oh no what is i that's a weird title no Ah,
2: i like that title it's it's something
0: town and i don't remember what it is um it's not lazy town i know that no. <laughs> damn it what <laughs> is a great theme song man. i know I, I i can't think of what what the actual show is called but there's there's like audible or produ- is producing a lot of these
2: and actually you mentioned audible and i think and i'm surprised like audible hasn't really gotten into like making the books into these things and if that maybe they have and i just don't know about it but like i mean audiobooks are huge right now yeah absolutely as the podcast grew started audio books people listening in the car which i find interesting that like no one's done the same the movie you know the audio movie version of a book instead like instead of doing all the production work into like video and doing it maybe do that same thing just you know with just audio
0: yeah it's uh,
2: I audible mean, i'm telling you you could take my idea but you gotta give me some percentage <laughs> <laughs> uh all right did
0: we get any questions from the chat was that, uh,
2: what only was one right? i got was a video game question oh, okay but, uh do you want to answer that video game question? i mean why not all right what game coming out this fall will still be relevant in the new year and that comes courtesy of czilla 8 oh yes, uh, who
1: now has wow. a gifted sub from jillian thank you both ballin you had a switch gears here for
0: a minute yeah, what
1: game that comes out this fall is still going to be relevant next year i'm going to take the easy out here pokemon sword and shield yes
0: cyberpunk 2077 or does that come out after the, uh, that comes, comes out, out you right you're right you're yeah. right that comes out after home.
1: how long do you think that death stranding will be relevant that's the question i don't know because i don't
0: know what it is <laughs> i don't know what that game is how can i answer that question that's not fair um, I mean, yeah, Pokemon Sword and Shield seems like a pretty good answer. Um, what else is still coming out? Like, what? Uh, oh, maybe man. the Outer Worlds? Maybe it might still be relevant? Question mark. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely like i i i could say with certainty that I think the next big game that will rock people's world. Is going to be Cyberpunk twenty seven. I agree so. with that. I really hope it I is. Agree with that. I, it think, I think. I think at it all. Is. I think it is.
2: I mean, we were uh, speaking with the developers actually at TwitchCon, and like they got me even more hyped. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I, yeah. I
1: think that Cyberpunk is going to be like one of the like Skyrim's of like the next sort of. I don't want to say like generation because we're at the end of a generation, but like the 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 next decade, I guess. Actually, no, it comes out in twenty twenty. Yeah, that's going to be like the Skyrim of the decade. People are going to be playing that. Well into like 2030 that, that, On their smart fridges That could very well be
2: Their um. virtual reality fridges Well thanks for calling us out Sir Norak We know it's not until April 2020 But
0: that uh. Yeah We just established that. Anyway, Um, all right. Well, thank you for that question. Uh, C Zilla. Yes. C Zilla. Um, All right. Well, I think that's going to be it for the Checkpoint XP podcast. Thanks so much for, you know, joining us and and taking the stroll down memory lane. Make sure you connect with us. CheckpointXP.com is where you can find out more information about the show, interviews from past episodes, and a whole lot more. It's over at CheckpointXP.com. Stay up to date on the latest by following us on social media, CheckpointXP on Facebook and Twitter, and underscore XP on Instagram. And if you like the show, consider dropping by our Apple podcast feed and giving us a rating and a review. CheckpointXP is a production of Beasley Esports XP. Our theme is provided by the band Weird at Last. Find more at Weird at last.com. For the Checkpoint XP crew, Chad Callahan sitting in for Joe and Norris and Robbie Landis. My name's Dave Bender. Keep listening. You've been listening to the Checkpoint XP podcast. Make sure you subscribe to iTunes or wherever you
1: listen to your podcasts. Also, tune into our weekly radio show. For more information and the latest on esports and gaming, go to CheckpointXP.com.